We're fighting a war against veteran suicide, and we're losing. In fact, 22 veterans take their own life each day. I know because I was almost one of them. So this is your mission. Help us claim the 22. You can give our vets the hope and encouragement they need to get well. And it's as simple as a post or a tweet. Let's turn every 22 into a show of support. Let's win the war against veteran suicide. Your mission begins at mission22.com. Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You've got your great cup of Joe, and you're ready to go. So, I'm going to do something kind of backwards on this. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to put this together. I've been trying to figure out the words to say. And honestly, I've been struggling. I've been struggling on trying to figure out how to do this episode today. I can tell you that this is like my eighth recording right now. Because everything I've done and I've recorded, I've I've stopped it, I've deleted it, and I've started over. Because it doesn't feel right. And I know some of you are listening, probably do not understand exactly what I'm saying. The Lord has shown me something that I'm trying to figure out how to say, and I'm praying that he will give me the words during this episode to say. The Lord has shown me a desert, an isolated, desolate place, no water, no vegetation, no life. He has shown me this, but he's shown me the most beautiful rose that you've ever could imagine growing in the middle of this desert. Bright, beautiful colors, vivid a blossom of a rose. It is impossible for this to happen because as we know, and I'm not much of a flower person, but as we know, roses need water to live. Yes, there is water in certain places of the desert, but generally there is not. So why did the Lord show me this? What does this have to do with what I'm doing today on this episode? See, for the next few minutes, I'm going to share a variety of things with you. Some is going to be about things that have happened in my life, but things that have happened in other people's lives, in the trials, the tribulations, the the deserts that they've walked through where God has taken that pain and used it and created pure joy. And be able to create something new. See, if you think about it, a desert has little to no life. But but cactus can grow in the desert. Certain animals can live in the desert. Why is this so? Because they're giving life somewhere, correct? Now, we all know with, 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 with cacti that... They are um, full of water, and they can store up this water for long periods of time. But for the animals, whether it be the coyotes or the, the scorpions or the snakes or whatever else, they have to find a source of water, correct? 
Now, I want y'all to bear with me for a minute because I want to read out of John 4, starting in the first verse. It's going to be a little bit of reading, but I, I want you just to, to, to stick with me for a minute because you'll understand where um, the Lord, I hope, is leading this thing. Jesus knew that the Philistines had heard that he was baptizing and making disciples, that John, through Jesus himself, did not baptize them, but the disciples did. So he left Judea to return to Galilee. He had gone through, some, uh, through Samaria on his way, and eventually he came to a Samaritan village near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat uh, beside the well, and it was about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman come to draw water from the well, and Jesus said, Please give me a drink. He was alone, and at that time, because the disciples have gone to the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refer, refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. And she said to Jesus, Are you a Jew, and am I a Samaritan woman? Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift of God has for you, and who was speaking to you, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she says. This well is very deep. Where are you going to get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone that drinks of this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. It, it becomes fresh, bubbling springs within them and gives them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman says, give me this water. Then I will never thirst again and I won't have to come out here to get the water. Go get your husband, Jesus said. I don't have a husband, she replied. Jesus said, you are right. You don't have a husband. You have had five husbands and and you are not even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. And I'm going to stop right there on verse 18. Now, this is the woman at the well. This is the, the, the scriptures that we find in John about woman at the well. So some of you may be asking, okay, you just told us about the woman in the well, the living waters. What does this have to do with the desert? Remember what I said about the cacti? They got to have something in them, they're full of water. Think about this. When you are in your most time of need and you're in the desert, you're going to be thirsty. Okay? You're going to be thirsty. And I and I have done several different episodes about the Samaritan woman, about the woman at the well, about the, the living waters and things of this nature. But I want you to pay close attention to Verse 13, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I will give them, they will never thirst again because it will become fresh bubbling springs within them and give them eternal life. Now, what does salvation have to do about finding joy in the desert? Because see, to find that joy, we must put our faith and our trust and our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So, if we are going to do this, if we're going to find this joy, we got to first know the Lord. There is things that are going on in people's lives where they are in the desert and they may be in the desert. You may be in the desert right now. The loss of a child, the loss of a loved one, maybe your marriage 
is on the rocks or something's going on. Maybe you got something going on at home. Maybe there's just things in your life that's not working out. There are people that I know that's been through traumatic situations. They've taken this worst case scenario and given it to the Lord and they have turned around and the Lord has taken that desert, amen, and grown a rose in it. The Lord has taken the desert, that desert area, and he's sprung up a rose, a beautiful, majestic flower. Because see, Jesus is not done yet. Whatever it is in your life, Jesus is not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. He is not done yet. We can look through the, the times that we trek through the desert. I've been through the desert. I have been through things in my life. I'm 51 years old. I've had a bad marriage that blew up. I have been in, in really dark places in my life. I have been where I couldn't go any further and I wanted just to end it all. But I couldn't. Because Jesus says, I'm not done with you yet. And guess what he's telling you? I'm not done with you yet. Come on, get up, keep moving. See, there's times spiritually in our lives we're in the desert because we, we don't feel the spirit. We, we have the living water is not percolating. Things are not happening in our lives because we've had so much traumatic things happen to us. So much dark things happen to us. We're surrounded by the darkness in this world. But praise be to God that we serve a Lord and Savior, a sweet, sweet Lord and Savior that is the light of the world. And he will draw back the darkness. He will make the darkness run away when he's in the in the room. See, the devil doesn't like Jesus. The devil doesn't like God. The devil does not like God's creation, which is you and me. Which is you and me. We're going to go through suffering. We're going to go through trials and tribulations. First James 2, 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that it's testing your faith and it will produce you to be able to go through it. And let's finish the work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. First Peter 4, 12, 13, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that will come your way to test you as through something strange should happen to you, but rejoice as much as you participate in the suffering of Christ so you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. See, when we find ourselves in a desert, when we find ourselves in the most worst case scenario, we need to understand that Jesus offers us inexpressible joy even in these most excruciating times in our lives we need to know that jesus is with us suffering strength purifies our faith in god's promise like nothing else i'm here to tell you i'm here to tell you our prayers in the desert are not simply for strength and survival but for joy think about it when you're praying think about it when you're sitting there and you're praying to the lord please help me help me get through what i'm going through He's there. Like I said, James, he he, he tried to, to sum it up and, and even tell us today that we shouldn't be surprised when the trials come our way because it will. A follower of Christ, we are going to be attacked. Like I said, the devil don't like us. He doesn't like Jesus. He hates God. He definitely doesn't like us as his creation. So he's going to attack us. 
So how do we overcome this? How do we find the joy by being in the desert? We put our whole faith, trust, hope, our everything in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're listening to this episode today, you don't know Jesus, and you want to know about this joy that I'm talking about, you need to go to the cross. You need to give it to the Lord. You need to ask the Lord into your life and confess that you're a sinner. I'm not going to give you a prayer. I don't believe in the, in doing a sinner's prayer for people to repeat what I say to come to know Jesus. I believe that this is the most personable time where you and the Lord need to get together and talk. But see, I also tell people this too. You need to pay attention to what he says to you. You need to listen to what he's saying to you. You need to follow what he's saying to you. And you must be able to give it all to him and be humble and follow what the Lord has for you. We go through things in our lives. We go through these things. But we have a Savior that's willing to get us through it. That's willing to get us through it. Isaiah 5, or I'm sorry, Isaiah 35, 1 and 2. Even the wilderness and the desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland, the wastelands will rejoice and blossom with the spring of flowers. There will be abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The desert will become as green as mountains of Lebanon and as lovely as Mount Carmel and the plains of Sharon. The Lord will display his glory, his splendor of our God. We need to know that we serve an almighty, all-powerful Lord. You will go through trials and tribulations. You will go through ups and downs. You will go through all of these things, but you will not walk alone. You will not walk alone. You can have this water that Jesus told the Samaritan woman about that bubbles up. That is a spring that bubbles up and gives eternal life because if you come to know Jesus and you turn your life to Jesus, you will be given the greatest gift of salvation and you will have the, the rivers of life bubbling up, bubbling up. And I'm telling you, you'll never be thirsty again. So many things that we go through, so many things that we go through. It's easy for us to give up and sit on the sidelines and say, I'm done. But why? The things I went through in my life, I didn't want to give the devil the victory. So I wanted to to keep going because I know that God has a better plan for me. The things that are happening in your lives today, please remember, God can take that pain and make it pure joy. He can take the bad things that are happening and use it for his works and show the good in it. Traumatic things that happen to people's lives when people's lives are changed forever. God can use and use it for the glory for him. And I've seen people take tragedies, bad tragedies, ladies and gentlemen, that you could never, ever imagine and take those tragedies and turn them into a a pure blessing and a joy and be able to help others. See, something we don't fully understand is 
the things that happen in our lives, we also become a mouthpiece for the Lord. For example, some of you may know this by listening to this podcast and by following me, but I'm going to share some things with you. My marriage of the past didn't work out. Things happen, so on and so forth. But because I am a Baptist minister, I was shunned, uh, kicked out, closed the doors from the churches because they could not have a Baptist preacher who was divorced come in and honestly be invited to preach in their church. Couldn't do it because the doctrine said so. So what had happened was all of these, all of these churches that I used to go and visit and, and spent time and enjoyed being with were all very cold. And I found myself in that desert. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what I needed to do. I was, I was, I was suffering because I know what God called me to do. God called me to preach. All right. He called me to preach. 23 years ago, he called me into ministry. And now this happens in 2013. 10 years afterwards, here I am today. Because when I was in the desert, when everything stopped, when I couldn't figure out what was going on, my wife now told me, why don't you do something on Facebook? Why don't you do something on YouTube? Why don't you do something by sharing scriptures online? At first, I was like, okay, this this sounds great. I had no clue what to do. I had no clue what to do. And I tried to do some videos, but I'm one of these people, you know, I'm a firm believer that as soon as I get in front of a camera, it adds about 50 pounds onto me. But um, I tried doing it. And it just wasn't working for me. And I didn't know what to do. And I was about ready to give up. Because, I, once again, I was in that desert. And I was like, all right, Lord, I went as far as I can go. I guess uh, I guess it's time to, to move on to somebody else. And Jesus said, I'm not done with you yet. And so I was a member of a church. And... The, the pastor at the church at that time was doing a series that was entitled, If You Could Sit in a Coffee Shop and Have a Discussion with Jesus, Just You Two Sitting in a Coffee Shop, What Would Y'all Talk About? And you talk about springing up some living water. You talk about getting some churning in your life. That hit me like a lightning bolt. And so when I came home and I told my wife, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a podcast. And she says, okay, what are you going to do a podcast on? I said, first of all, I got to figure out what a podcast is, but I'm going to do one. I'm going to have to teach myself. And that's how Jesus and a cup of Joe got started because Jesus wasn't done with me yet. And here I am not to boast, not to brag, to give all the glory to the Lord. Here I am today, five years into this, eight different countries being listened to all around the world through this podcast on different platforms and have people who are listening as followers that are wanting to hear uh, what I have to say. I have to give all the glory to God. 
because it's because of him. Because I was in the desert and, and the Lord wasn't done with me yet. So if he can take someone like me through the things that I've went through, and I'm not saying what I went through is any worse than what you may be going through, but if he can do that for me, what can he do for you? Could you imagine what he could do for you if you're willing to come to him and say, Lord, I'm in the desert, help me out and wait, because I'm telling you, just as I had that dream of a, of a desolate place that was barren with no life, God provided a flower. There is life in the most desolate areas because Jesus gives us that life. What did Jesus tell them? He said, I was the truth, the way, and the life. No man could come to the Father except through me. We need to know that we draw our, our breath. We draw our strength through Jesus. So as I get ready to close this up, to wrap up this episode, we need to understand that we can find joy in the desert. We can find joy in the most darkest, isolated places because Jesus is with us. I don't know what you're going through. Every one of y'all that are listening right now, I couldn't tell you what you're going through. What I feel in my heart is one of y'all that is listening, you are going through something that is very painful. That hurts, that stings, and you feel like it's hopeless. You feel like there's nothing you can do. I'm here today to tell you, yes, you have a way to turn that pain into joy, and that is to give it to Jesus. There are so many examples that I would love to share, but I can't right now, of seeing pain turn to joy. Seeing pain used in a blessful way to share with others and bless them and help them through their times of darkness. There is people that I know that is close to me. And like I said, I wish I could speak more about them, but I cannot. But let me tell you something. I know some people who are close to me. My goodness, the strength that they have. My goodness, the, the, the strength that they draw from to share their experiences of life with others, to bless others, to help others through times of trials and tribulations. Just as I read, and I'm going to share again as I get ready to, to close. James 1, 2, and 4. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith will produce joy. Let finish the work so you may be mature, complete, and lack of nothing. We got to consider it pure joy when we're facing these things. We got to consider it pure joy. So, 
I want to thank all of you for listening today. I want to thank all of you for supporting not only this podcast, but the ministry. I want to thank all of you for just, um, just for being you. All right. My, my prayer is very simple. I pray that the Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will lift you up. You will feel his presence. You will feel the, the spirit of the Lord just all over you. That's my prayer for you today. If you will, please subscribe, follow, and share. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not. Follow us on our social media, Facebook and Instagram. I've gotten away from Twitter or X or whatever they want to call it. I didn't like the platform. I don't do TikTok. But right now i got Facebook and Instagram, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to stay there. But you're more welcome to uh, follow us and, and share us with your friends and family. Okay? Because the listeners like you, I get to do what I enjoy doing. I love being able to do these podcasts. They are hard at times. They are not easy at times. But I love doing them because I love being able to tell the world about Jesus. Because that's my job. That's your job. As a believer in Christ, our job is to go out and tell the great news. Tell the news, the good news, the the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Share it with a lost and dying world. Because we need to shout it from the rooftops. Especially today. Okay? If you want to follow us, you can also go to Jesus in a Cup of Joe. That's our website. You'll find not only the podcast, you will find a blog page called Beyond the Twelve. You will find a merchandise page. If you feel like you need a Jesus in a Cup of Joe coffee mug, please, by all means, go there and buy one. All the money that is made from the merchandise goes not only back into the ministry to keep it going, but it also goes to our, our partners and our local communities um, to, to help su- support their missions. Okay. And, uh, there's a donation page. If you like what you, if you like what you hear, share it. If you love what we're doing, if you want to give, by all means do. All right. So thank each and every one of you once again for, for what you do, for listening and all of this. And as I get ready to, to get out of here, it's just plain and simple. You always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless. Have you ever heard of Substack? Substack is a network base that allows writers, podcasters, musicians, and various people to come together and collaborate and share their ideas with the world. I personally, here at Jesus in a Cup of Joe, I subscribe to The Bad Christian. It's a wonderful read, and I invite all of you to do that. So why don't you go over to Substack.com, look up The Bad Christian, and tell them that Jesus in a Cup of Joe sent you.